Forward and Introduction of Polonia Seven Stories from Contemporary Japanese Writers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Abai in November 2013. Polonia Seven Stories from Contemporary Japanese Writers. Translated by Sofu Taketomo. Forward. It is a pleasure to write a foreword for my friend Mr. Taketomo's collection of Japanese tales. Our admiration of Japanese art is now so deep and so wide in Western countries that we are sometimes startled to realize how little we know of contemporary Japanese writing, which means how little we know of the inner life of Japan today. While statesmen and diplomats agonize, contriving elaborate machinery for the restoration and the maintenance of international goodwill, it is in the power of any of us, by reading such books as this, to become better acquainted in a pleasant hour with our neighbor's mind, and upon acquaintance goodwill grows. The service is perhaps beyond estimate which Japanese literature may render to us in the United States by thus preparing the seeds of friendship and of justice between nations. Whether Mr. Taketomo has made faithful translations, I cannot say, since I know nothing of the language and very little of the literature from which these pieces are drawn. But it is evident that these translations live and bring before us a world of people. We observe that the persons in the stories are like ourselves, or like the characters who may very well, we believe, surround us. Perhaps Mr. Taketomo has chosen from authors under the influence of Western literature, but in any case, true pictures of life in the East would probably serve approximately to portray us at home. The episode subtly told in Hanako, the extraordinary truth in Takasebune, the story of the man who killed his brother, are as pictures of our world, seen through our eyes. What strangeness there is dwells in the language. The literary method of these sketches suggests the art of the great Russian or French storytellers. Yet to call these selections realistic is not to account for all of their quality. Perhaps the Japanese writers imitated Western realists, but there is something alien, something which we are likely to call Japanese, in their power to represent life as it is, or as it seems to be. This power springs from the imagination rather than from a theory of art. The truth of the scenes here recorded is naive as well as poignant. Is it because the Oriental mind is new to us, and seems therefore more acute, more sensitive, simply because its approach is unfamiliar? Perhaps, but I think there is something here which will not wear threadbare on closer acquaintance, as imaginative power, such as all artists long for, to feel and see vividly the whole drama of our daily life. This power comes from a way of living, rather than from a way of writing. If Japan can teach us this, we may well spare an hour to learn from her. John Erskine Introduction Here are seven stories by three contemporary authors of Japan. On transplanting them into the soil of the English language, I must make a brief account of each author. 
Mr. Mori Ogai, a surgeon general in the Japanese army, is also renowned for his deep scholarship in literature and for his own writings, which are of enduring value. His translation of Andersen's Improvisatoren was regarded as the best specimen of this kind of literature and is still widely read among the young men of Japan. I do not know how often I have read this book. On leaving the shores of my home country, I did not forget to put it in my trunk among a few classics of Japan, for it was the book in which I was introduced first to Italy and to Dante. We owe to Mr. Mori two admirable translations from American authors, Rip Van Winkle by Washington Irving, and one of those stories of early California life by Bret Hart. These were collected in a book with other translated stories by Daudet, Tolstoy, Turgenev, Hacklender, Stern, and Kirchner. Mr. Mori wrote many books of criticism and translation, among which his translations of Faust and Goetz and his Life of Goethe are monumental works. Besides these, he has written many original poems, dramas, and stories. The stories included in this book are taken from some of his latest works. In my judgment, Takase Bune seems to reveal most of his qualities and merits. The subject was taken from the life of the 18th century, when Japan was under the iron rule of the so-called shogunate. The two figures, who are nothing but a humble criminal and a guard, are reflections of the clear minds of the age, as well as of the spirit of Japan, which partakes of centuries of thought. The plot is extremely simple. The characters are only two, depicted with the writer's tranquil, dignified, and tempered words, which somehow reminded Japanese readers of Flaubert or Merimee. Mr. Mori may not regard the other two stories as very important among his works, but they were so fresh and sweet to us that when we saw them in a magazine we felt as if we were looking at the white roses in the morning dew. It is the color of white that is characteristic of his writings. His treatment of Rodin may be a sort of tour de force, but still it has a vivid description of the character. I read it with a friend in the palm room of a restaurant at the riverside of Kyoto, with a glass of kale and a plate of fruits. We were delightfully surprised when Rodin asked about the mountain and the sea. There is a glimpse of Hiroshige's print, which is seen often in some corner of a European parlour, but so faint that the old blue colour passes almost unnoticed in the general tone of the marble white. In The Pier you will find the same reflection of the Japanese mind under a brighter sky in the character of a noble lady. How different she is from all your ladies of society! I cannot say which is better or which is happier, but the innermost sentiment does not seem to me to be different anywhere in the world. It is wonderful to consider the two, and to think of their difference in manners and customs. Compared with the hero of Takasebune, you will find that the external development of Japan, its wealth and social ranks, has nothing to do with the moral sentiment of our people. That is what we are somehow proud of, and somehow ashamed of, at the same time. If the general tone of Mr. Mori's works is white, the colour of Mr. Nagai Kafu is peacock blue, or it may be well to say crimson. He is essentially a colourist. 
his colours have become more sombre with his maturity till we have such works as the bill collecting here you will find a maid-servant who is compelled to work for the class most humiliating at the present time in japan we see the sensitive feeling of her heart like the dueles pedesa as it is called in japan and the overflowing indignation of the writer at the sham respectability of society it is written by the masterly hand of a social satirist is this a la damo camellia who is speaking under the disguise of a japanese maid no mr nagai is a japanese poet all in all but his attitude toward the world his taste and his early mode of writing often suggested the decadent literati at the end of the old feudal government spending most of his younger days in china america and in france this character became submerged so deeply under the surface of his writings that when his two volumes of stories written in america and france were published he appeared as a new star in the literary world of japan he watched the leaves falling in the central park he sighed to see how soon the leaves of america are on the ground for he is a poet in the real sense how emotional he is before a thing of beauty may be noticed in his sketches of ukiyo-e which i have included in this book mr shimazaki tozon was first known as a lyric poet and he was a successful poet too for once there was none in japan who was a peer with mr shimazaki in the poetry of dolce stil nuovo at last the new days have come he wrote triumphantly in the preface of the collection of his poems and it will be a long time before we forget the strain of nessun maggior dolore which came unconsciously from the mouth of our young poet with the russo-japanese war the literature of japan changed its whole aspect it was called the destruction of vision or the age of disillusion and was the proclamation of naturalism since then mr shimazaki has taken himself out of the poetical field and retired to the mountain in his native province we did not hear from him again till two or three years afterward when he returned to tokyo with a novel then he wrote several stories and novels but alas there was no more the poet of the alpine breeze his novel was compared with madame bovary and his stories with turgenev and maupassant but i think the critic who mentioned the pictures of millet was most clear-sighted one who knew his tendency in reality the two short stories which i include in this book will show this intimacy was the paramount thing he brought out in his writings intimacy with nature and intimacy with life which he tried to clothe with plain homespun realism but he did it so skilfully that even amid the current of crude naturalism he stood pre-eminently as an artist these writers i am glad to say are typical stylists of contemporary japanese literature their tendencies are different and tendencies of thought are always moving on reading these stories some critics will say that there is classicism in mr mori romanticism in mr nagai and naturalism in mr shimazaki if you will put neo before each ism it will be more accurate but what is the use it is always difficult to decide what tendency an author has shown in his works 
and it is often misleading to trace back the lineage of the minds of the east no matter what was their culture and what was their constitution of mind in the much questioned traditions of the west walter pater says that quote, in that house beautiful which the creative minds of all generations the artists and those who have treated life in the spirit of art are always building together for the refreshment of the human spirit these operations cease End quote. if you find a beauty in the lacquerware of korin or in the black and white of seshu here you will also find some beauties which are entirely proper to us japanese and which are also tending to the deeper current of humanity the title of the book polonia has a particular meaning to the japanese mind the word polonia is the name of a tree from which a lute of peculiar charm is made one which produces various sounds in this book are seven productions by three different authors all showing the melody of the japanese mind torao taketomo end of forward and introduction